There we were. But now here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Tommy and Pep go head-to-head, and there's also a North London derby. It's Friday, 24th of September. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Lars Watson. Well, 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 Luke Moore, we're joined by everyone's favourite scandalous Scandi. It's Lars Simonson, the man with the Irish twang. The scandalous? Where, where, where are we going with this? Larsies oh, on the pod. Genuinely Larsies on now. the pod. Oh, my God. Larsies <laughs> on the pod. Just a Larsies lot of... on the pod. So much that hasn't come out yet. You're not on the Guardian now, big boy. <laughs> Doing these oh, things properly now. Yeah, <laughs> take those trousers off. Lars, this has gone weird really fast. Well, Lars, you have to remember the last time a Scandinavian gentleman's voice was heard on the pod. It was true. that of Sven Joran Eriksson, yeah. a, a man I have a lot in common with. I think, awful lot. in terms of outlook on life, general lifestyle, uh-huh. vibes, you know, all of it. Camera angles. <laughs> And you're doing, you're going to do Luke's game later for the first time. I'm so excited. I mean, that is the thing I'm looking forward to. Uh, it's such a good concept. I've had, <laughs> when I'm at parties now, I'm really tempted to just come. You just turn the music down a yeah. bit. I have a game. I think we should all play. Yeah. And then they tell me to, to fuck off, yeah. basically. If, it's, it's, it's if you don't name check me in that process, mm. I'll be getting the I'll be getting the lawyers after you. I'm okay, very, fair very enough. Fair enough. Quite I'm not sure that makes it more likely to work in a party <laughs> setting. It's true. It's true. <laughs> My goodness, ladies Next and gentlemen. time, just give me a call. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm always up for a party. Yeah, if I walked into a house party, Lars, <laughs> and you were there, I'd yeah. be absolutely delighted. Mm. You've all got delighted. What, when are you planning on doing Luke's game, yeah. Lars? <laughs> what have I got? 40 minutes? I'll, I'll bet the pub on the corner. <laughs> Good stuff. My goodness. Gentlemen, the Premier League um, is is happening this weekend. We've been given the green light. It can't be stopped. Yeah, no. exactly. Football stops for no man. Uh, unless there's a World Cup uh, in Qatar, of course, mm. and then we do need then to take a stop. break. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, but that's next year, not this year. Uh, and Chelsea versus Manchester City is happening on, on Saturday early afternoon. What a way to get Saturday afternoon underway, uh, Luke Moore. Chelsea, they're three points uh, ahead of Manchester City. And Tuchel seems to have—he uh, he seems to have the better of Guardiola these days, doesn't he? Because of course, in Germany, Guardiola was was uh, showing him who's boss. But now Tuchel—he's a little bit longer in the tooth. He's got more resources. He's got better players. Yeah, he's, he's worn more tracksuits. So they would have played. They would have—I <laughs> don't know—similar amount of tracksuits. I would have thought okay. just different ones. True. Um, they would have trans- they would have crossed over a bit at Dortmund and Bayern Munich, I suppose, mm-hmm. and then before that, Tuchel was what a Mainz. Mainz, yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not necessarily no. the same as you've but, alluded but to. But at Dortmund, I I do believe Dortmund got like the highest points total anyone had ever gotten without winning the Bundesliga right. under so, Tuchel. Yeah, okay. Uh, so so he basically would have won the league if it wasn't for that dastardly Pep Guardiola and Damn his sort of de- Death Star of Doom at Bayern, <laughs> who was just completely unstoppable. I felt I felt like after what they did at the end of last season, Chelsea obviously winning the the Champions League, that yeah. that this season there would be an absolute force to be reckoned with mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I thought though they would be quite this good so far because Andy's conceit is always that yeah but it's good with Tuchel for a bit and then it goes mad because yeah. he just alienates everyone yeah. but their record so far is incredibly good it's very 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 good he's not good. been there that yeah. long yeah, this is the thing I think that, that process um, might still happen maybe maybe he's learned how to be nicer to, to people but, but but we're still very much in the sort of early stage before that and I, and I think the thing that's kind of slightly terrifying about Chelsea is that I feel like they haven't quite clicked going forward yet either. I know what you mean. And, yeah. uh, you know, they haven't actually been that free flowing, but they've found ways of winning without mm. playing to their potential. Uh, and I think you saw against Tottenham, 
that there are moments with Lukaku who is brilliant, but he's not quite sure if I should go for the shot, should I lay it off to Harvard's, what should I do? And this sort of this sort of vibes uh, will get there. What I'm intrigued with with this game is is how many uh, holding midfielders Pep will go with. <laughs> because in the three games they've played since yeah. Tuchel came to this yep, country, yep. Tuchel's won all three, one in the league, one in the cup, and one in the Champions League. So in the first one, the cup uh, semi-final, Guardiola went with two holding midfielders. Mm-hmm. That didn't work. No, nope. lost. <laughs> in the league, went with one holding yep. midfielder. Didn't work. Lost. In the Champions League, fine. Went with no holding midfielders. Mm. Definitely didn't work. I think so go maybe he's just you know, six. Go with three now, maybe. <laughs> I think six. Six. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he has to up it because you're right. He's gone. Okay, we'll take one away. Take <laughs> yeah, one yeah. away. Well, bloody hell. Gone to yeah. this. Like, I don't like, know. This it, man you know, seems he, to. He's also having a bit of a meltdown at the moment, Pep. He's moaning about everything. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised tomorrow morning. You see the um, see the team sheet uh, before kickoff. Holding midfielder Edison. Edison. Get him <laughs> in there. I'll tell work. you what. No, I'll, I'll predict now. Phil Foden will be holding midfielder. It wouldn't shock me. Would I, not shock me. I think it's a real. Like I think it's a real. John Stones. What about John Stones? Yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be happy with any of them. Yeah. Is John Stones injured though? Uh, but, would, but the, would that stop him? Maybe not. No. Yeah. But the amount moan. of moaning that Pep is doing right now is strange, though, isn't it? I mean, it, it just uh, yeah, the general disgrunt and just the, the, the strange vibes at Man City. You know, there was an open secret over the summer that quite a few of the players mm-hmm. would quite like to leave, which is like, why? Like, you've just won the league yet again. You're being incredibly well paid. Like, why does people want to jump the ship? Yeah. Why is Pep so unhappy? What is actually going on? And the reason, the recent one is he's brought it back to the five substitutions. And yeah. I think the quotes are great. Like, maybe one day the big bosses, the big clever guys, will explain to me why. You know what? <laughs> it's, it's a really simple explanation. It's been voted down three times. Yeah. yeah, Like, several times the bigger clubs have gone, we want more subs. And say what you want about the Premier League. They do get to vote. Large, it's a democracy. You're forgetting, though, I think the ma- the owners of Manchester City have, have yeah. put him off the idea of democracy. But, this, but this, again, he, he was very vocal about democracy when it, it comes to, like, uh, the, the Catalan, Catalan independence. independence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty big on that, no, but no, when no. it comes to subs in the Premier League, no, I, th- yeah. I think um, oh, similar issues. I'm sure you. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I also think it goes hugely under the radar. It just how eccentric he really is, because success, particularly in the Premier League, because yeah, people involved in the Premier League just think it's the centre of the universe, and I understand why. But success will will easily obscure eccentricity. Mm-hmm. Like he is. I mean, Pep Guardiola is insane. Oh, he's he, mad he, as a box of frogs. Yeah, he is. He is, and and he and he comes out with this stuff. It's like he goes. It's like he because he's not. So I say about Pete Donaldson, right? <laughs> Pete either thinks about so Pete, Pete and I said this to him a hundred times. A comparison that hasn't been made well, before. Well, bear with me. Pete will think about something not at all mm. or way too much. Yeah. Pete's never thought about anything the correct amount, <clears throat> right? So it'll just be he hasn't thought about it for one second mm-hmm. or he's thought about it for three weeks. Don't ever ask him about the moon landing. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, no. be but with Pep, it's the same. <laughs> But Pep just thinks about everything all the time. Yeah. And so he will probably just sit there stewing about it and stewing about it. And even though it's not being asked about, he'll just say it. And, then, and that's, that's kind of his character. Yeah, but this goes when it was recently mentioned on the pod about when he was watching, uh, was it sort of teenagers playing in New York or something like that? And someone yeah. asked him to referee. Yeah, yeah, he just he just he can't just go, yeah, I like I'll fine, yeah, okay, I'll let that go. It's, it's you either want me or you don't. <laughs> yeah, you and, yeah, and there right. is no It's like one of those motivational memes. Yes. If you don't accept me at my worst, <laughs> yeah. you don't deserve me at my best. Well, but, but so the way that story went was he was asked to do a referee, a, a vaguely Hispanic man, as he sort of was described, <laughs> yeah. was asked to do a bit of refereeing, and then he started telling the kids where to stand on the yeah, field he gets off in the game uh-huh. which is like I feel like that story is pitched at like oh my god he's so great you know he's this football it's a genuinely unhinged thing to do <laughs> that's what I mean like, yeah. exactly my point just why I think can't he would be normal but I think he would do that in a Premier League game if he mm, could probably I think he would say no what's important here 
is the vision, mm. the movement, the philosophy. Yeah. Ultimately, this is just a game. So he could do this against Chelsea. I know you don't want me stopping the game in the middle of the first half to kind of change my uh, formation slightly and, yeah, and move yeah, my yeah. defenders to a slightly different place. But ultimately, this is just a one-off game. Yes. The philosophy mm-hmm. and the project of football generally is far more important. <laughs> Johan Cruyff would want me to stop this game yep. because <laughs> none of us are happy with this. Absolutely. Can you imagine? So Julian Nagelsmann, uh, the, 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 the sort of young man, uh, barely out of his you know teenage years in charge of Bayern Munich, has said that <laughs> what he wants... Why did you bottle sign puberty then? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> he has said that what he wants is for football to go the way of NFL and having like radios. He wants yeah. he wants to be able to communicate with players on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if they had that at Man City and Pep oh, could sort goodness. of, if the fullback was not exactly where he wanted, oh, yeah. guys, guys, you got to go to the left. They'd be yeah. in your ear the whole To the time. right. Screaming yeah. as well. Turn it down. Yeah. People would just end up, you'd just see them taking out the earpiece and chucking it on the side. Nathan uh, Redmond turns out, I don't want it. I don't want the earpiece. <laughs> not having it. Not even my coat. How come I'm picking him up in my frequency? Yeah. How, how is that possible? Burnley players going on strike. Like we, can't, we cannot deal with Nathan, this. There's too much dice. Nathan Rebbe just tried to drop him to sleep with that on this pillow. Nathan, are you up? Nathan, what channel are you on? <laughs> on oh, the old, leave me alone, Pep. Do you Nathan, remember the old USB radios? Story? Do you remember the old USB radios? Yeah, we like that. God, yeah, we'd be like that. Nathan, do you want a bedtime story? <laughs> Don't worry, it's about Johan Croy. <laughs> Nathan, have you got a bed early tomorrow? God, again. <laughs> the thing is, though, we've It's got... getting weird, Pep. Yeah. But we, excuse me, we quite We haven't we haven't seen him at a club this long before. No, I know. So yeah. it's not surprising that he's uh, going. Yeah. And also, as well, think about musical geniuses or some of the best actors and so on. They have moments, don't they? Or they certainly have yeah. personality traits. So Guardiola is just the footballing equivalent. No, we don't like to sort of think mm. in sort of. Oh, those... I don't mean it as a criticism. I think no, people no, no, might but... see it as me being negative. But, but I, I just as part to... of his character, of yeah. course. The thing, the thing. I mean, going back to the game itself, one of the things that's also he's ushered in which is the bane of, of, of people who do our jobs life, is that you never know what team he's going to pick. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really hard to well, say. Well, it's your fantasy kind of team. You don't yeah. pick too many Man City players you can't. at all. You know, I mean, maybe um, DS or something. But yeah, but, but, but that sort of goes back to the sort of slight rumours that, or rumours, open secrets, that a few players would quite like to move on at this point. Mm. If we go back to the sort of all or nothing Man City documentary, which was not great, if we learned, we didn't learn a lot from it, I felt. But one of the things we did learn was that Pep is an unbelievably intense man. Yes. Like the things oh, he we, loves a swear word yeah, in English. Yeah, as well. and, and also the sort of the tidbits we see on the sideline of him sort of jumping up and down and shouting. I mean, that seems to be what he's like. Even if even mm. in a in a sort of thing that was edited to make him look great, mm-hmm. uh, he was yeah. like, "You guys, you guys," is always like this, <laughs> guys, guys. And I came away from that thinking. Yes, you win a lot of things, and you you're unbelievable. And, and footballers are so driven, you know. It's, they're so motivated. It's, how many years of your life can this realistically mm. be before you're just going to go mad? Oh yeah, and also, I mean, it's it's just like being at a music festival with a really intense guy, and Pep Pep would be just endlessly dragging you to the dance tent. Mm. Like you come to the dance tent. Yeah, nah, it's four a.m. I want to yeah. get my head down. Yeah. Come to the dance tent. Yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah. be amazing. <laughs> Who's playing? I don't know. Yeah. Just come. Yeah. And I, th- I think I think that um, you you can I cannot agree with you more, Lars, because you cannot question the idea of the intensity of a man who semi regularly sweats right through a jumper. Mm. Normally, the jumper's there to cover the sweat patches. He goes through the jumper. It's Lee Evans esque. It, it really is, and that is a great <laughs> reference that you're probably going to have to explain. <laughs>
he was in something about Mary. I used to wear a full suit on stage as a stand-up comic and set, sweat through the entire suit. Oh, it was suit. incredible. Yeah. It was absolutely stunning. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, it will be interesting how he lines up. Great course. start to the weekend's games. Mm. Yeah, completely. Yeah, is. Yeah. That is undeniable. Um, and the, the tactical battle, Lars, we, we suspect we know what Tuka will do. They'll be sort of, you know, sort of fairly solid and just go, yeah, that's fine. Whatever you do, we'll be ready for you because as you say, whether it's one holding uh, midfielder or whatever, and you get the feeling that Tuchel sort of thinks, a bit like Klopp when um, Klopp just knew how to kind of go straight at, uh, at Guardiola's Manchester City, yeah. like a hot knife through butter, mm. bash him up like that for a bit, get a couple of goals, and then we are just really, really solid. Tuchel's plan, you think, would put them as favourites for this game, well, despite Man City being the English champions, of course. Yeah, and I think what Tuchel, what, what Tuchel would probably look to do is to try to make it difficult for Man City to get their passing game going, you know, mm. disrupt that source a little bit. I wonder if this could be a game for for, for Timo Werner, just because that sort of pace is something that worries Man City a little bit. They do have a bit of a glass jaw with with that sort of stuff. You think Werner would start, do you? I don't. Well, maybe not start, but certainly make some sort of appearance. Mm-hmm. Maybe go through one on one like three times and miss all of them. And yeah. you know that, that seems to be what. <laughs> then set up it's the not, winner. That's not, not a bold shout, is it? <laughs> yeah, it's almost certainly. So you happen. just said I think Werner could make the difference, but he will miss three good. Chances. Yeah, but that seems <laughs> to be say, the way with him, isn't it? Didn't say who made the difference for who. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, the, the big selection. The big selection questions ahead of this game are surely whether he go, Tuchel goes back to Mendy, who may not be fully fit, but you might have to risk him because I don't know if he still wants to play Kepa in these mm-hmm. big games. And then you've got, um, as we alluded to earlier, Guardiola and, and the Man City rushing back, not just Stones, but Laporte as well, mm. which looks like if that doesn't happen, then Ake has to play. And that's a big ask. Ake is not as good mm. as either of those players. It's a drop-off up against Lukaku, who is more than capable of occupying both centre-halves. Um, that could be a difference-maker as well. Certainly. Certainly, gentlemen. Um, the other side that are going for the title, uh, Man, Man United fans won't like it that I've described them as Brentford. the other side. Uh, yeah. Liverpool. Oh, Brentford uh, started brilliant. They've started very, very You're well. Dissing the bees. But yeah. I... I you <laughs> get, know, get a sting. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I... I <laughs> Um, uh, but then, of course, if they did sting me, then they'd have to sort of fly away and die. Oh, yeah, mm, that's true. true actually. They're different to Wasps. Maybe that they? is a metaphor for their season. We don't <laughs> yeah. know yet. I haven't thought know. it through. No. I don't want to see the Brentford players dropping half their torsos nah. on the pitch. Not that. You know, it's mm-hmm. a difficult injury to come back from. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, given that they wouldn't show the Harvey Elliott thing, that would certainly have to cut away <laughs> Yeah. If, if they were all sort of... Bee stings also <clears throat> attract other bees, so you probably can't rule True. out all the bench running on as well. At that yeah. Point. yeah, they do have Ivan Honey up front. Oh, no, that works better written down. <laughs> it does. Written down. It does. Um, yeah. It doesn't work very well written down either. <laughs> <laughs> you just change one letter. Yeah. Uh, and that, Lars, is classic comedy. But uh, <laughs> Liverpool are, of course, away to Brentford. Um and, uh, and Lars, you suggested earlier that uh, people sort of forgotten about Liverpool because I sort of agree with you on this. So I, I completely accept that uh, because of the way the sort of uh, the, the military industrial transfer mm. drama complex works, we, we spend all of our summers talking about the sort of, oh, will that player go there? Will that player go there? What's about it? So because of that, we kind of haven't spoken a lot about Liverpool over the summer because yep. they kind of got their their centre half done early and they didn't do much else. Mm. Uh, and you have some sort of in, in fans on the internet going completely mad and thinking their owners are bad because they're not signing. Anyway, we haven't <laughs> been speaking about them a lot, but the reality is 
I think they're very good. Yeah. I think Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool yeah. quite good at the football. That's yep, my yep, big yep, take. Yep, yep. And last season, bit of a disaster for them. But if you look at the numbers, as I'm prone to do, uh, attacking-wise, they were fine. Mm. In terms of XG, they produced almost as much. I Actually, they produced as much going forward last season as they did the season before when they mm. got 99 points. Their attack was completely fine last year. It was just that they had no defenders. Like, they were all dead. Mm. And now that they have defenders who can walk, defenders with a pulse... I think they'll be very good again, even if they haven't signed anyone. Yeah. That's my big take here. No, but I think you, you do make a good point because it was almost as if last season, with their own lofty standards, it was almost like they 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 not took it off, but it was just kind of like, okay, let's get our heads down, batten down the hatches and let's get through this. Because Klopp was saying, as I mentioned a number of times, a top four finish would do us this season. He was aware of the situation and then we go again. And I think that actually all the focus is, is on Chelsea and Manchester City. A bit on Manchester United as well with Ronaldo coming in. And I think that'll do... Klopp and, and Liverpool down at the ground. Luke. Because again, I think again, the psychology last season was mm. when we got to February, I think the number was they'd had 18 different centre-half pairings or something completely yeah. Yeah, and, and, and And that was always the problem. But because of how this works, every time they have a setback, we're kind of looking for new explanations for why it's not working. Well, yeah. Whereas every week it was really the same explanation. Like none of our defenders, I mean, they're all injured. Like what can we do? And, and, yeah. and, and so we just... As, when they're back and when they're firing again, they they should be completely fine. And they've started the season really well. And I think well, they've started the season last exactly the same as Chelsea in every conceivable way. Same right. record, same goals scored, same goals conceded, same last five results even. Mm. Um, yet the talk about Chelsea is completely different to the talk about Liverpool um, because they're different profiles of clubs. But I also think that um, you do have to factor in, although everything you said is true, you also have to factor in the idea that they won the league after such a long time. Many, many successful managers over the years have talked about how that internal relaxation happens, how yep. like, it's such a big, in, in <clears throat> Liverpool's case, such a big monkey off their back that you would never give a, a team a pass for taking the next year off or anything like that. And I don't think they did do that, to no. be fair. They finished the season very strongly. But you can kind of understand it. Now, you, we are, you're right, we are seeing a Liverpool that are, are, are clearly challenging already. They haven't lost a game yet. They've only, you know, they've only dropped two points. I do think that we should talk a bit about Brentford as well, though, because I don't want them to be yeah. kind of overlooked. Not in terms of the title. Though, no, but... no. But what is interesting is that so often in, in modern football in the Premier League now, you see the challenge pl- the challenge that, that defences have to face are either a front three with two kind of wide forwards mm-hmm. and, a, and a central striker, yeah. and a lot of the time they kind of mix it up. Or you see um, one in front of a three, right? Mm. Well, Brentford, as we saw last time out <coughs> for them, were tremendously successful playing two strikers, mm. Tony and um, Mbouumo, um, who gave Wolves an absolutely yeah. torrid time. Now, it was only through a little bit of bad luck, really, that they didn't score loads more goals. I think mm. there was one or two that were d- disallowed. They had an amazing period, 20, 20, 25 minutes, where yeah. they looked amazing. And so, and so <clears> Liverpool are a better team than Wolves, we know that. Um, but I think they might pose a few problems, particularly at home. The, the, don't underestimate I've seen this with the team I support and, and it was a while ago now but I still think the, the principle stands when you are supporting a team that's waited so long to be in the top flight and you have a game at home to a team like Liverpool that's what it's all about yep. that stadium will be absolutely pumping mm. it's not an ex- it's not a kind of replacement for brilliant players mm. but it does help you we saw that against Arsenal on the first day so it it's, a, it's an interesting game this one I'm pleased it's on TV I'm definitely going to be watching it great day of football tomorrow Ivan Tony looks like the most confident footballer in the oh, world he's, as well he's, and he's, he's never found his ceiling markers everywhere he's gone he's been brilliant and that's a very interesting point because I think with Tony he is one of those strikers which is well like, hang on what, what, what can you do um, and he's already started very, very well. I mean, I mentioned very briefly, but even just the way he took that penalty, 
against Wolves. Yeah. It shows you, obviously, if he misses, you go, we should have had a bit of run-up. But it was the, the sheer confidence and the thighs as well. Uh, the, thighs. the thighs. Well, the thighs, you find, you find great thighs in football these days. You but do. They, but, they are but, very but good. They were particularly prominent. Maybe it was yeah. the shorts or whatever. I, I, saw him <laughs> des- I saw him describe Tony... As as a mobile target man, which I like. Oh, that's Cause, good because because yeah. so often like yeah. the, we we think of target man as these sort of big slow people who can yeah. only sort of catch them. But I also think I have this galaxy brain theory about football tactics, uh, is that I think the target man will be coming back uh, right. because with so many. Cyclic- but tactics are cyclical. It's a cyclical Get thing. Uh, WM will be back it, soon. It's boys. a cyclical <laughs> thing, and something's always a reaction to something else. Totally. Uh, and we're seeing more and more of that like high pressing and like the sort of win uh-huh. the ball, hype the pitch, and swarm people when they get possession is really so. If everyone's trying to win the ball high up the pitch, if everyone's trying to rush you when you have possession, just play over it. Like, if, if you can have someone who has a genuinely mm. really good enough touch that you can whack it towards oh, them and you can win more the... than just a target man. For yeah, sure. But what I'm saying, if you have yeah. if you have that, that can be an incredibly useful weapon. I, I have a suspicion you that li- the target you, man is coming back. You, um, because people, I'm all for it. Well, exactly. You know, here we are in England, and you're from Norway. Countries of the long ball. Let's yeah, I, this is obviously my Norwegian bias. Like you know, this tall <laughs> men from You're the mountain. Get Tore and our, our, yeah, The flow will be relevant again. <laughs> there's a lot of people. Get Jostein out of retirement. There's a lot of people in Southern Europe. Oh, flu, where are you? <laughs> a lot of uh, people in Southern Europe listen to this guy. What these guys know? What they're not talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but the long ball will come back. Can, can I, I, I think so. That's my theory. <laughs> can I go to a point of just about conference again with even oh, Ivan Tony? Yeah, because yeah. I listened to Jamie Carrigan and Ian Wright talking about this a while back, mm. saying that. Um, what was interesting for them was they both had similar regrets about England and looking back on it and they both agreed on this, they said it was weird because for them it was the first team in their lives that they hadn't dominated. So yeah. like Jamie Carragher mm. was like, look, I came through, I was the best player in every school team. Yep. I became vice captain at Liverpool behind Steven Gerrard and I was the, one of the main people there. I made mm. 700 appearances. Ian Wright said I was the same. You know, I went through the rack. I never found my ceiling. Mm. I was a ridiculous player at Sunday level. I went to Crystal Palace, scored loads of goals, yep. went to Arsenal, yep. became their record scorer mm. and they both hit England and only then did they not dominate the team and they couldn't break through and they'd mm. never experienced that before. Ivan Tony's never experienced in his career a team that he has not been absolutely outstanding at. Yeah. And I think that tells a lot about his confidence. And I wouldn't be surprised. And I said this before the season started. He's already got a couple of Premier League goals. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he finishes with double figures. And he's the latest mm. in these English strikers that come through that are able to make that step up. Patrick Dan- Bamford's done mm. it. Danny Ings has done it. Load of players. Bamford had a it. few goes, to be fair. He but, did, but, but he got there. But he's doing but he got there. Under um, the right manager and so on. Yeah, he's had a, he had a different path, obviously. Sure. But, uh, so I, I, I think you'd be absolutely foolish to write off, um, to write off Brentford but in, he's, in this game. But he's also got the right manager, obviously, with, with Thomas Frank, who said recently that he won't change the style regardless of the opposition. Now, that will be interesting when Liverpool come to town. He said, Yeah, I, I do worry about that a little bit. Yeah, but he said, Over time, it will give us more points. Yeah, so well, he's that's almost true. conceding. No, I, listen, so I like. Over a period of 45 years, that will be beneficial so, for us. But, but so I don't mind that because I think if you have one way of playing and you work at that every week and you play that way in every game, suddenly you're playing a really good team. Oh, yeah, this week we're doing everything completely differently. Yeah, like, stupid. I'm not entirely sure that's the best way. But it is also true. But we if, were critical it, of Daniel Farker for this. Or not critical, but we were concerned were about you? Norwich. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I do understand that. but I, And I and I think I, I do fear for them in this game in the sense that if the big part of their plan is to push up and keep a high line, which, which they do quite a lot, mm-hmm. playing against uh, the, the, the Salah and Mane is, is not what you want. It's, it's not ideal. Uh, gentlemen, before we go to a quick break, a uh, little uh, plug for OTC this uh, week. Former Liverpool forward Mario Balotelli is one of the subjects on this week's episode of On the Continent. 
Don and Andy. It's a great joined, pod. It is a great pod. <laughs> Thanks, Lars. Uh, Don and Andy are joined by Miguel Delaney to look into Super Mario's recent form over in Turkey. That's where he is currently. Uh, Antoine Griezmann's struggles also are mentioned, and uh, whether Mauricio Pochettino can keep his PSG squad together is also a point of conversation. Get involved on Football Ramble presents. Right, let's have a quick break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot ramble. This week, there's been loads going on across Stack. Over on the Luke and Pete show, I'm telling Luke about why my hairstyle has been bothering children. And she says, why have you got your hair like that? Yeah. Why have you got your uh, hair in a ponytail? We've been told that we're not to talk to men about ponytails. <laughs> Good parents. Yeah, but that wasn't the parents. They didn't say that. Right. She'd just been told at school or something never to trust a man with a ponytail. Meanwhile, the book club is back with a cracker on Football Ramble Presents. Kit and Jim were joined by Simon Cooper to talk about his new book, Delving into the Heart of Barcelona Football Club and what its legends were really like. Johan Krev, in, in my humble opinion, he's the kind of Freud or Marx or Einstein of football. He invented modern football, but he was also a lunatic. Krev was a guy who walks into a room and says, you're doing it all wrong, you should do, it. You should do what I say. Listen to the Luke and Pete Show and Football Ramble Presents every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Tarkovsky stayed forward to head it back, headed out by White, headed back by Tarkovsky. Like head tennis at the minute. Head tennis here, Daniel. <laughs>
<laughs> I love that. That, that uh, little that little sting or stab was sent in by listener Matthew Jameson. You don't um, hear that sort of Neil Lennon very often, do you? You don't. Neil Lennon on comms uh, from uh, Arsenal versus Burnley recently. How about that? But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, welcome back to the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Betway. Right, let's have some emails. Yes, indeed. Show at footballramble.com is, of course, the email address, as you just heard there, in melodic fashion. Um, Matt Powerful. Foster's... Yeah, Very, it was. Yeah, it was. Do you find that guests sort of bring the lighters out? Yeah, for the jingle, sometimes and then that becomes a health and safety problem. Well, no, our listeners are very, very um, talented. Yeah, I can tell. Probably we're the only show where our listeners are more talented than the hosts, which is amazing. How oh, dare no, you, you say that? Absolutely not true. I've, I know several other shows. <laughs> well, let me let me provide I can you list shows for you where that is the case. Let me provide you some evidence. If you've got something for us, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh, indeed. Matt Foster. Right. Matt Foster has Foster. been in touch. He says, following the bouncing off slash going through a glass window chat from yesterday's pod. That was, of course, if you don't remember, Pete Oldie, challenging, challenging Adebayo Akinfemwa to throw him through a, uh, mm. throw him through a window, um, weirdly. Uh, uh, Matt says, I would like to share my multiple experiences of going through aforementioned glassware. I love the idea of Matt Foster thinking, I really want to email to the yeah, yeah, but yeah, I've got yeah. nothing to talk about. What? Smashing through windows? It's all about me. Broken glass, that's me. Yeah. As a child, clearly I was naive to what glass looked like, says Matt, because I have three separate incidents <laughs> what? of walking, tripping, falling <laughs> See, as a child, there was a lot of things, but maybe not naive as to what glass looked like. <laughs> Apparently he's fallen through large glass panels and his parents... He says, on oh. my parents' property, Ooh. which makes it sound very glamorous. Yeah. How often? But I have so many questions here. Is he sort of walking around on top of glass panels all day? Sounds like it. This is eccentric behavior, even for a child. Well, allow allow him to pick up the story. He says, first was a glass house in the backyard playing rugby against my cousin. I mean, how posh does that sound? (laughs) (laughs) I ended up being tackled through it in some WWE-style takedown. Second was riding a skateboard inside the glass conservatory. Oh, my God. That's asking for trouble. Inevitably, the momentum took me straight through, he says. And third and final incident, uh, from memory, so there could be more, was again in the conservatory where I literally just wasn't looking ahead and went straight into the closed glass sliding door. Uh-huh. This case was a bounce off the glass, but as I bounced off the glass, the glass smashed. Mm, yeah. All in all, the bounce off was far more comfortable uh, as an outcome, all things considered. So if for some reason Adebayo Akinfema was to throw me into a window, I would agree with Vish in choosing the bounce option. Great to have that cleared up. It is, yeah. yeah. A lot of smashing glass. Yeah. Last week we course, you know, Kevin Keegan in the uh, yeah. in the smashing wine I bottles. Think, I think there might be a bit more on Kevin Keegan in a minute. You're joking. Yeah, no, I'm not joking. Why would I joke about something so serious? Make my Friday. Take it away, take it away, Lars. Yeah, because we got an email from uh, Pasha Sabay uh-huh. who says, Hello, gang. I'm sure in that tone of voice as well. Hello, gang. Here's another Kevin Keegan story for all of you. <laughs> Especially Marcus. (laughs) A few years ago, a listener emailed in about a story on Kevin Keegan receiving a black eye from Tommy Smith (laughs) after Liverpool's European Cup final triumph over Borussia Mönchengladbach. Reading an excerpt from Liverpool midfielder Jimmy Case's biography, the true story is even better and even more (laughs) Keegan-y. Kevin Keegan came home from Rome wearing a big pair of sunglasses, covering up a black eye. The story was that I had had a go at him for not trying his best in the FA Cup final a few days earlier because he was saving himself for the big European game. I had nothing to do with his black eye. The truth is, 
It was an accident. Obviously. The morning, <laughs> the morning after the European Cup final, some of the press lads were milling around the hotel pool, as we do. Uh, we didn't always get on with the press, especially the London boys, because they only ever came to see us get beat. A typical Liverpool opinion there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, some of the lads grabbed hold of one of them. It might have been Jeff Powell or Steve Curry. I can't really remember. And they decided to throw him in the swimming pool. And as it was kicking off, Phil Neal's elbow came up and caught Kevin Keegan in the eye. <laughs> he it wasn't was, even it, in the pool. It was as simple as that. <laughs> How's that happened? <laughs> poor poor Keggy. He wasn't even staying in the same hotel. <laughs> Just walking past. Poor, poor Keggy. Poor Keggy. Imagine basking in Rome by the pool, post-European Cup glory, only for your teammates to get into it with the press and you, the innocent Kevin Keegan, getting an elbow in the eye for just existing. Oh, Kevin. Oh, Kevin. Okay. <laughs> very good email. Thank you for that. I've not yeah. done all of it twice. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a classic quote. <laughs> nice. Oh, dear. Good. Get them in. Yeah. Get them in. Show at And I'm not alone here, I don't think, when I say that I thought that it would be an exhaustible supply of Kevin Keegan stories. You'd yeah. think so, wouldn't you? On the you? other hand, we've been doing this for 15 years. They're still coming. <laughs> they are still coming Damn in. Damn right they are, baby. Damn right. I did tell you the time when I met Kevin Keegan, didn't I? When I did a, did a gig with him. Mm. And I walked into the uh, sort of makeshift green room, if you like. And Keegan was holding Fort around a table. I promise you, I've said this before, but I'll say it again, damn it all. I walked in and he was right holding in that court. moment yeah. recounting a story about when his car got broken. <laughs> <laughs> Did you do like Grandpa Simpson just walk straight around yeah, again? Honestly, out? mate, I don't know how I managed to... Put it back on yeah, exactly. again. <laughs> I, was, I walked in and I was just like, this is happening right in front of me. Yeah. This is This is... Keegan, I was about to say live imitating art, but it's not, is it? I don't know what it is. But this is why he's such a versatile performer. I mean, yeah. I, I saw recently that he was hosting the 2021 Meat Industry Awards ceremony. Oh, we did a lot Which, that, which you yeah. thought was maybe not his thing, but imagine his meat anecdotes. I'm sure oh, they were yeah. amazing. Yeah. We, we still want people to come back to us on that. We had people buying us tickets for it. Yeah. We had people <laughs> insisting we would really? go. The whole lot. Oh, yeah, all sorts. Pete, I think Pete was very close to going. I think yeah. it was in Birmingham. We would love it if um, we meet him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've gone to weirder things for dumber reasons. For sure, so, I mean, definitely. definitely yeah. But you can't talk about them, obviously, for legal reasons. No, um, but gentlemen, we uh, we thank you, uh, we thank them, the listeners, uh, for, for for your emails, of course. And now we move on uh, to Arsenal versus Tottenham Hotspur, which is happening on Sunday afternoon. Um, Mikel Arteta uh, said after their Carabao Cup win over uh, Wimbledon in the week, uh, to have fifty thousand fans in the Carabao Cup on a Wednesday night is pretty special. It doesn't happen in many places. <laughs> is that a dig at it's a, Pep Guardiola Man City? It's a subtweet. <laughs> Do you reckon that is a dig at Pep? Probably not. I mean. Maybe, maybe. Like I don't, I don't actually think so. No, it's not. It's not genuinely thankful. But is it, there's a chat at the moment about fans and attendances and so on, and I think he's just acknowledging that Arsenal fans came out uh, in numbers, and he was appreciative of that. Yeah, no, I, think, I think there is probably still. I mean, and actually, you know, speaking of that, I believe that this will be the first North London derby that Arteta would have managed with fans. I think Ooh. so. That's that mm. add a little bit of spice to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I mean, he's, he's definitely got a um, he's definitely got a kind of interesting experience ahead of him I suppose mm. this is an interesting game because both these teams are kind of one of them isn't just isn't coming out fully of being shit yep. and then one of them looks like they might just about to become quite shit I know shit. what you mean I so thought... this could be a real passing of the shit baton yeah I know what you mean I, not, <laughs> a baton I... covered in shit yes exactly <laughs> uh, I understood uh, the... you're not going to get that from the build up uh, on Sky uh, no. this is the passing of the shit this afternoon <laughs> um, uh, it, 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 Lars is this uh, underwhelming is not the right word but 
It's a strange North sure London. Sure it is. Well, okay. <laughs> is this the most <laughs> underwhelming North London? I mean, I think they've had they've had quite similar starts to the season, though, haven't they? Yeah. Because they both had a couple of games they've won without playing that well. Uh, they've had a, a couple of games they've lost against really strong opponents. Uh, and then they've had one game each where they were just atrocious. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's a bit of that. Uh, of course, I'm kind of glossing over Tottenham beating Man City here, but you know what I'm saying? There are similarities. That was a weird old game, though, in the first half of the very season. very odd one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like this is a, a bigger picture, sort of the derby of woe, because I'm, sli- I'm slightly worried about both these clubs in, in, in terms of how we've had like the big six over the last few years. But both of these now, I think there's a real risk that they could be left behind a little bit. Because uh, if you look at the other, this season going into it, I don't think we really had a big six anymore. And these were very clear which four everyone thought would finish in the top four. I think there are four teams who look significantly stronger than than these two. And financially, you know, Man United is this global marketing machine that's always going to generate a ton of cash. You know, Man City obviously have money. Mm. Uh, Chelsea, as long as Mr. Abramovich is keen, will, will can have as much money as they want really as well. Uh, and and Liverpool very smartly run, big global appeal there as well. Uh, you do worry that if they don't get their act together quite soon and don't get into that sort of sweet, sweet Champions League cash flow money... Mm. Both of these could, you know, you end up in a slightly negative spiral because you can't afford to sign the best players anymore, and that means you can't get back into the Champions League, and it all becomes mm-hmm. a bit weird. So I feel like big picture. I think both of these clubs are in a slightly precarious state this season. Yeah. I think that's absolutely spot on, and I think that you know, if you look at how Spurs and Arsenal are run, that's that's going to be the case. Can make you know, based on your comparisons there, last because Arsenal are run by an owner who doesn't give a shit, and Spurs are run in a certain way that. You know the way you know, yeah, in a weird sort of way, the way they've been run before. Because they, you would argue that Spurs missed out on that big first gold rush of the Premier League because of their ownership model back in the nineties. Mm. Now they run in a very sustainable way, and you know we can have our own opinions on whether that's you know acceptable or not, or whether that's fair. But ultimately, that's the position both teams find themselves in. Um, and I think I argue that's already happened. I mean, there's no there's no real prospect. I don't think of of Spurs under Nuno or Arsenal under Arteta with the ownership models they've both got. Competing, I just don't think it's going to happen. Doesn't mean it's not a good game. Doesn't yeah. mean it's not an interesting game to watch. Doesn't mean it might might be might be fiery. I think the interesting angle for this game, particularly for me, on the when I'm looking at it on a Sunday, is that you've got a lot of new players coming in who won't have experienced this type of game before. Of course, they would have experienced derbies um, elsewhere. You know, Royale may play, Romero may play, Ben White will probably play. Um, this is a this is an interesting experience. Tommy Asser will probably play. This is an experience for them, you know. Yeah. Aaron Rams does another sure. one. So the, these kind of games are where more than any other type of game for for a team teams like this, where reputations are either destroyed mm-hmm. or burnished. So it'll be a fascinating encounter for that reason. I think I do think that Spurs. I've had a lot of uh, murmurings and mutterings about Spurs on the Nuno and whether people are happy about it or not, or whether it's actually going to be a success. We know what's happening at Arsenal. Um, this will go a long way, this game, to telling us which team is going to be on a better trajectory, I think. Mm. And, and it will be a huge boost, obviously, because if they're both slightly on their hind legs, to get yeah. a derby win like that, you know, is, is absolutely enormous. Oh, absolutely. I'm predicting goals. I think that this one, because of uh, the reasons just stated, that this could go slightly under the radar in terms of people thinking, ah, it's, it's not as co- not, not competitive, it's not as important as it was. I think, I think this will provide goals. Dare I say another 5-4, and I predict nine goals. So so I'm intrigued by what kind of Tottenham will turn up, uh, because obviously we've already seen tendency in some of the games that, I mean, the very quick and easy conclusion you can draw is that Nuno is trying to turn them into Wolves, but with better forwards, Mm. uh, which is not 
maybe what Tottenham fans want them to be. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. But then against Chelsea, they came out swinging. Like they they ran a lot and pushed them high. And I think maybe maybe too much was made out of that first half. I mean, they didn't actually create that many chances. But just watching it, I thought, well, then at least here we have a Tottenham team who are really running at the opponent and like really sort of pushing mm-hmm. them and, and trying to make something of it, which I thought was good to see. Then it kind of fell apart a bit in the second half. But I, I thought that was a step in the right direction uh, in terms of what I think this team should be anyway. But are you uh, not? Are you not? Are you not kind of concerned, Lars? Though, if you look at that, what, as soon as they conceded against Chelsea, they just felt no, that, that, that was very concerning. But and, I mean, they, and they also got absolutely you, battered you, by you, Crystal you, Palace. You, like you, battered by him. The Palace game was one of the worst in recent memory. I mean, that, that yeah. was completely atrocious. Now they were missing a few people, but even bearing that in mind, I think with Chelsea again, you can see the goal from a set piece and then an N'Golo Kante shot from miles out that changes direction. It's kind mm. of like, yeah, okay. You've got to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right, you're right, you're right. Uh, I, but, but I'm curious to see whether they will uh, grab this by the scruff of the proverbial or if they'll be doing the sort of uh, the, the, the Nuno Wolves tribute band thing again. Uh, th- that is something that's really interesting to me. Yeah. I like it when um, big, illustrious teams um, on the f- on the pitch, fall on hard times. Yeah, I like I like to watch it. I mm. like I like watching a big derby game and I see a team getting absolutely battered. I, it's entertaining. Mm. I don't care which one of them it is. Mm. I just want what it be, to be one of them. Yeah, but, but you have to choose one for this game. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a game where it's really important to me. Arsenal to know that. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's also a game where I think with both teams you can make an argument that we haven't seen what they're meant to look like yet because yeah. it's been a slightly sort of disrupted start to the season with uh, for Spurs with. First, the whole Kane debacle being a distraction, uh, then the sort of the, the South American lads going off on the international thing and that being a little causing some chaos. And, and we haven't really seen the, the new no team yet. I think you could argue, I'm sure he would argue. Uh, and as with Arsenal, of course, they signed quite a few players in the summer who some haven't been available. They've had some COVID, you know, there's all sorts of reasons why we haven't really seen the true Arsenal yet. Mm. So, so, so it's interesting. Every game with these teams right now, they yeah. both started really dreadfully uh, in terms of performance anyway, even though they have picked up some points. Uh, but uh, we haven't seen what the teams are meant to look like yet, which yeah. I guess uh, as uh, makes it interesting. Well, this is a great chance for them to show that, Lars. Well, it's a great chance for Kane as well to show that he still wants to play football still for, for the Tottenham club. Because uh, yeah. I hear a lot about how professional he is, and, yeah. and I think it's it's a good time to see some of that on the pitch now. Yeah, a bit more professionalism from you, Harry. <laughs> yeah. uh, Big part of being a professional is doing your job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you'd so, think so. You, we've part. had this now this summer. It was like he's desperate to leave the club he's under contract with. Boy, he's very professional. You can't say, yeah, he's a great professional. Sometimes. He's not turned up for training. Imagine oh, boy, he is so professional. You know, you get a new host on the ramble, they do a really bad job. Yeah, but he's a great pro. Yeah. <laughs> That's not important, really, yeah, is it? No, no, no. Not as important. Not usually, no. no. He's, a, he's a good football man, though. <laughs> exactly. Uh, speaking of good football men, Lars, before we go into four to score, um, I really want to hear um, your update. Uh, well, I say your update. It's a Morton Gams Pedersen update for those who remember the Mercurial Blackburn Rovers player. Yeah. Uh, and you've got the, the some Gams Pedersen al- alcove. Yes. You, the, 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 what what, what should we put him in? You have news of him. He can't have a corner, obviously. Glacier, probably. Yeah, yeah. the Gams Pedersen Fjord. Fjord. Yeah, yeah, he's Fjord, in yeah. the Fjord there. Yeah. Because yeah. um, he's literally up there, isn't he? Right up there. <laughs> literally up there. So he's still playing. Uh, yes. He's at the age of 40. Mm. He is still playing. And uh, now he's dropped down the leagues a little bit, though he says he had offers from the top division in Norway and could have stayed higher up uh, uh, higher up the leagues over the winter. But he signed up for Alta, uh, who play in the third tier. Uh, really way the hell up north. It's like 400 miles over the Arctic Circle or something. It's really, really, really is far Is it the northernmost away. town in Norway? It's one of them. 
Okay. Uh, if you put a gun to my head, I, I forget which of these places are actually cities and which are. It's very far north. I'm just saying, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, I'll be shunned by my own people for no, not no. being fully confident on the geography here. Uh-huh. But Alta is tremendously far away. And uh, there was a great little piece on a website called Football Mob this week. Uh, where they'd gone to see him play away to, to Flora, which is further down south. And this is, again, Norway, big country. They have to get on two flights to get to an away, away you know, game, which for the third tier in Norway, yeah. it's not like this, this quite a, And they turned up and the away kit hadn't made it. It had gone lost in the luggage. So they wow. had, to, had to play in the home team's away kit. <laughs> Very unfortunate. But he wish uh, he talked but, to those top league teams then. Absolutely. But, but Gamst is still doing his thing. He's uh, he's playing now in a sort of, uh, sort of deep lying midfield quarterback position, mm-hmm. just pinning the ball around. He scored several goals this season and and this is my favorite thing he scored three goals directly from corners just this season great standard he's just shooting he's just whacking them in in. why why wouldn't you why wouldn't you first one's an accident and he thinks well yeah it will the keeper learn from this? The third one he definitely meant. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Or it's a very windy day. Indeed, yeah. um, did you say it was Footmob who covered that? Yes. That's Kurt Baker's uh, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, Kurt, Kurt Baker. Kurt good website, Baker. good app. That's a deep cut, one for the heads, that. Yeah. Kurt Baker, great lad. Anyway, <laughs> Betway's four to score. It's time for that. It's absolutely free, of course. Every week, all you need to do is pick the first goal scorer in Betway's four selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game and further T's and C's are Game number one is Brentford v Liverpool. Marcus, you always go first. You're first again. Who are you going for? I've got to go for Mo Salah. Mo's not going to let me down. He's not going to let us down. I think it's a safe pick. Yeah. I think it's a safe pick. Um, next up, game number two, Southampton v Wolves. Sunday, two o'clock. It's Andy's pick. Uh, let's see what he's gone for. Hello, Ramblers. Andy here. And I've got the fourth score pick for Southampton versus Wolves on Sunday. I know Southampton are coming back into better nick at the moment. And uh, Wolves haven't had an amazing week, particularly at the last Premier League game with a defeat against Brentford. But Bruno Lage has been waiting to coach Raul Jimenez for a long time. Raul is due a goal. It's all going to click at St Mary's. It's going to happen for them. First goal scorer in Southampton versus Wolves is going to be Raul Jimenez. I keep telling him he's not paid by the second. He does not <laughs> listen. He gets paid the same. Uh, Raul Jimenez for Andy. Uh, game number three is the North London derby. We thought we'd give it to Jim uh, because of the obvious reasons. Uh, let's hear what he had to say. All right. Arsenal's Jim Campbell here. I have been tasked with picking the first score in the North London derby on Sunday. I can't recall a North London derby I've been less kind of certain about. So I'm going to go with my heart. And I'm going to say that the first scorer will be Bukayo Saka. So that is Bukayo Saka to score first in the North London derby on Sunday. So Bukayo Saka for Jim. Mm. Heart on his sleeve. We love to see it. Uh, Game number four is me. Obviously, I do the final game usually because it's normally all over by then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's Jules' favourite. The one Jules is looking forward to. Crystal Palace v Brighton. A South Coast derby. Kind of. It's not a South Coast derby. What would you call it? It's a weird derby. A weird derby. It's the weird derby. <laughs> and I've gone for Neil Mopai for that one. So in summary, Mo Salah, Raul Jimenez, Bukayo Saka, Neil Mopai are our picks. If you want to play along, make sure you select and submit before the first game and you can play at betway.com forward slash four to score. Further T's and C's apply. 18 plus, gamble responsibly. And for more information on that, head to begambleaware.org. All right, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. Oh. Lars, get some fire in your belly. <laughs> Get your head I'm in the hyped. freezer because it's time for this. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. <laughs> 
<laughs> Lars, we can't wait to add your uh, voice to that oh jingle. Oh, my God. So you're unseeded. We have a, 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 unseeded. a, a very dear listener who gives us all these updates and the update okay. spreadsheets for us every week. Um, he didn't know you were going to be playing That's today. That's fine. But you are going to be unseeded by definition because you've not played. So you I get like to being go the f- outsider. Well, you get to go first. Oh. So, so it's five, okay. there's five players. It can be a great advantage to go first. Okay. Marcus is... The very definition of a seasoned campaigner here. He will. He's seen things that will bend your bones in this game. So you're up against a good bit of experience. I feel and, just for the benefit of the listener, I've closed my laptop. It should only be well. described as a power move. No, you have to. I was about to insist on it. So That's good fair. for you. But I think I think Lars, being a seasoned uh, a journalist uh, for a while now, he should be he should be in good stead. Put a lot of pressure on myself with these things. I once yeah. swore on Talksport during no. a quiz like this because I get get too excited. Well, you, what you what, what letter did the swear word begin with? Uh, S. Okay. It's not one of the worst ones, but no. they did have to push the dump button. That's did, not bad. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. You can swear on here if you want. No. Um, so you're up first. Maybe you know how the game works. We've yeah, talked yeah, it through yeah. beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Um, however you deal with the pressure's up to you, but the rules are the rules. Mm. The first player's played for six clubs in total. Okay. He's still playing now. Whoa. Okay. Which is a nice, easy start for you. It's Leonardo Bonucci. Oh, Leonardo God. Bonucci. So we'll need a number from you no, as a bid. No, that's not good. <laughs> This is very bad because there's one of those I should know and I don't. Oh, that's how it gets you. This is going to be terrible. As everyone knows, a quick game is a good game, so a number from you would be good. It's not just in the knowledge, it's in the tactics as well. Mm. What do you think? So I'm going two because I'm banking on Marcus to not know anymore. You're going two? Uh, yeah. Your bid's two. Marcus, do you have three from you? You wanker. <laughs> was that the sweet spot too? Yeah, I'll have to go three. Do I have four from you, love? No, 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 I'm going to. Okay, I'm, so... I'm, I, I could go three, but I'm not confident. Yeah. You can't go three because he's so, gone three So now. I'm playing the opponent. Well, I can, oh, definitely not going four. That'd Lars, be... We're all in the same boat here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so one at a no, time. No, it's more embarrassing for me because I should know this. Yeah. One, one at a time. Three clubs that Leonardo Bonucci's played for, Marcus. If you get one wrong, obviously, the mm-hmm. point goes to Lars. Juventus. He's there now. AC Milan. He's played for them too. So I assume they were the two you had. Yeah. Now I'm buggered. I just like, <laughs> oh, who did he play for? Who did he play for? Come on. Who did he play for? Let's just have a big old guess. And I will say, who did he play? Palmer. That's a point Yada. to Lars. That's a point to Lars. So, Leonardo Bonucci. So listen, um, you game the system sometimes. Played for Inter. Shit. Played for Treviso, who are amateur now, but weren't there. How many games for Inter? Uh, just the one. Ah, yeah, Pisa, Bari, Juve, and Milan. Okay, um, the um, the 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 completest among the listeners will yeah. would like me to mention that he started his career at Vita Base, but Ooh. didn't play for them, okay. and he signed for Genoa but never played. It's a stain on my record that mm. I didn't know that. I had a feeling about Bari, but I wasn't sure. But you got the point. But, but, but I played the system. I was yeah, pretty exactly. confident you that did. you only knew two. You well done, w- sir. You can win this game by not knowing anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you get your tactics right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I um, expect that from something called Luke's game. But Pete's not here to defend himself, so he won't go into that. <laughs> right, uh, Marcus, you're up first this time. Yeah. Seven clubs, a little bit closer to the home. Mm. Actually, probably, I mean, the algorithm chooses to play, so yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. not on me. A bit more in your wheelhouse, I would okay, say. Okay. Seven clubs in total. Um, one of your favourite players, actually, uh, Alan Hutton. Oh, blimey. Hutsy. Alan Hutton. Oh, Alan How many Hutton. can you name? Alan Hutton. Alan Hutton. Seven there are. How many can you name? That is, that is quite a lot, isn't it? Going to push you for a number now. 
Number uh, five. Five? What? I, this is, I am actually, yeah. Well, I, you've said five. Yeah. If you go back on that, I'm going big. I'm going big because Lars had a look in his eye. So I want six from you or nothing, Lars? Nothing. Okay. It's just on you again, Marcus. Definitely don't have six. Five players, uh, sorry, five players, five teams that player Alan Hutton has played for of the seven that he played for in his career uh, retired in 2014. And the game's never been the same since. What go ahead. What have I done? Uh, Maybe my light bulb moment threw you off completely, Eric. Go on. Uh, Aston Villa. That's correct. Tottenham Hotspur. Yes. Rangers. Yes. Good. Um, Sunderland? The Sunderland clause has been invoked. Yeah. Is it correct? It is. Um, One more. Oh, that's, a, that's worrying. Come on. Um, I, I'm, can I just say, I'm absolutely astonished you went for five. There was just no need. No. <laughs> Dundee United. You're two down with three to play. Yes. Who is it? it in Scotland? So Rangers, Spurs, Sunderland, Aston Villa. Yeah. Nottingham Forest, you could have had. Uh-huh. You could have had Real Mallorca. Yes, that's the one I had. That's when I went, yes. And the end of this career at Bolton Wanderers, mate. Ah, uh-huh. why did I think Dundee United? I'm so, getting hammered here. This is 2-0 to Lars. What a debut. Okay, like, Lars. Just not doing anything. Yeah, but... It's very well, exciting. Here's yeah. a chance for you to do something. And this is a big... This could be a big clincher. Five clubs in total. He's still playing. Okay. Um... I think Marcus is going to have to pull out a worldie here, oh, but no. we'd all love to see it. Five clubs in total. He's still playing. Luka Modric. Okay. Five. Yeah. How many can you bid? That's very interesting. That's really annoying. <laughs> Why? Uh... Well, listen, let's see how many Lars can name. He, he wasn't great on Bonucci. The, 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 the two points you've lost here have been on you. So let's so see what I'm Lars going does. first. Yeah, you are. So tell me a number, please, now. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be uh, ungentlemanly and go three. Salsa. He's, well, he's done it, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, that's frustrating. Which means but do you, think you, he's you can lose by default. But do you think he's definitely got three? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Obviously, Jesus. Gamesmanship. Yeah. No, no, but honestly, again, it's one of those where I should remember at least one of the extras, but I don't. It's annoying because I'm now thinking, no, 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 that's even Rakitic I'm getting mixed this up will be a gr- This will be the greatest comeback no, since yeah. Alan Boxit. Yeah, but I haven't if you got, did this. No, no, but that wasn't a comeback, though. The greatest moment since Alan Boxit. Yeah, I've just, I, I've... Well, I'll have to go four. Okay. Mm. Do you want five? No. It could be a twist that, that, that would be something. Go five. No. Okay. Yeah. Four markers, please. I, I, yeah. But you're going out on your own terms. Yeah. I think is, people like to hear that. This is disappointing. But people like to hear you going out on your own terms. You're a big fan favourite. You know, Marcus mm. Mount's out there. They're full of people. <laughs> you know, this is a big moment for you, but you're doing it on your own terms. <laughs> All right, then. There will be the inevitable questions afterwards. Has he lost it? Has he gone? <laughs> Can he still do it at the highest level? But let's have four. Uh, one right. at a time. Luka Modric. Real Madrid. Oh. <laughs> That's correct. Tottenham Hotspur. Of course. Now, <laughs> Croatia Zagreb? It's not right. I haven't got a button. But let's <laughs> There's just no say, button for that. Let's just say... Hmm. Lars wins. wins! I knew he would. <laughs> Who was the clubs then? Dinamo Zagreb. Oh, Zagreb. Dinamo Zagreb. What I couldn't remember was the club he went on loan to when he was at Zagreb. Indeed. So... At least one of them's in like the Bosnian League and he was sent there to toughen him up. But so, I forget the name. Um, you weren't realistically, neither of you were going to get those, yeah. which is why it was so disappointing. 
uh, Zrinsky Mostar. Mm. I've never heard of them. Inter Zaprasic. Yeah. You're not going to get them. Yeah. So it's three nil to last. Look, well, we should, I mean, we should, well, the Mostar one, I knew it happened, but I've forgotten yeah, the club yeah, name. Yeah. We need to play through. Um, Completists will demand it. Yeah, I think so. Your first, Marcus. I should probably have to name a club at some point. In the <laughs> you should. Well. I mean, that would be good. Maybe that should be a clause. Like, I, if you've not played, then... Yeah. yeah. I apologise to everyone. It's been a bit of a disappointing game. I think I put him off with yeah. my superb gamesmanship. Let's get yeah. through it. Six clubs. Go on, then. Um, still playing. James Milner. How many would you bid for that? I mean, if you got uh, James Milner third, that would have been ideal. Milner, eh? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Probably do all six, can you? Could I do all six? Could I do all six for James Milner? Mm-hmm. Let's go. The game's over, so let's get, let's get it done. All Give right. me a number. Do all six. I'll do, do all six. Guess they've come out to I'll watch I'll do all six. Okay, that means okay, you, no, you've got nowhere no, to move. No bid. No you've got, bid. Well, you can't. You've got nowhere to move. He's doing it for the fans now, Lars. Yeah. Uh, you've got your win. You enjoy that. Yeah. yeah. All six, James Milner. I'm struggling now. Leeds United. <laughs> Yeah, that's correct. Aston Villa. Yeah. Newcastle United. Yeah. Manchester City. Yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. So you got one more to go. I do have one more to go. And that club is, of course... <laughs> <laughs> oh, James, who was it? Who was it? Going to have to push you up. I'm going to give it up to points to Lars. I have to. I don't like doing it. Don't no, enjoy it. He's no, already won. A clean sweep without saying anything. This is yeah. my kind of game. Oh, no. Hang on. It was... Um, uh, it, it was... Uh, Come on. I've got nothing. Okay. Well, I'm going to, have to hit the button. Just give me a club. <laughs> Sunderland. I know it's not Sunderland. Hey, I know. Yeah. Swindon Town on loan. Swindon Town. Why did you say you could do all six? I just, I just, I want to give you confidence back. Well, that's the overconfidence is your weakness. Swindon Town on loan. (laughs) Absolute stitch up. (laughs) Don't blame me. Oh my god. Right, Lars, last up. I am excited. We're we're doing one more. Yeah, we've got this. There's always five. You're first. Five clubs in total. He's also still playing now. Um, It is uh, Charlie Austin. No. Let's have it. Oh, I'm just bidding three. There's an opening here. All right, four. You want five? No. He's not going to name a single fucking club. I'm going to go out. He's going to whitewash me and I'm going to swing <laughs> Yeah, it. you've done everything. You were like a boxer. Listen, you play the man, not the cards. <laughs> yeah. can, I get a, can I get a consolation? Four clubs that Charlie Austin played for of the five that he's played for. Okay, QPR. He's there now. Southampton. Yes. Brentford? No, no, no I, oh, I've said. Oh, I meant to say oh Luke's face. Meant to say Burnley, not Brentford. It's five nil to Lars. I'm afraid. Oh yes. Can't, Swin- I, can't I say no? I meant Burnley. Swin. You said Brentford. No, but I quickly said sorry. It doesn't Burnley. matter. Oh, it doesn't right, matter. Swindon Town, Burnley, QPR, Southampton, West Brom. There, there you're five. Lars, it's been an incredible debut yeah, in Lars, every Simpson. sense. What a win. It's going to take Psychological well. warfare, my friend. It's yeah. going to take Marcus a while to recover from this, but I, I no. think, and I know our listeners think mm. as well, that he will. He absolutely <laughs> yeah. will. And he's going to have mean, a really, to very soon. The overconfidence is what got you into this problem, yeah. but it's also what will get you out of it. When you say overconfidence, it was more... The Nicholas Bentner of Luke's game. No, no, no. It was oh, more... Diggs! Don't hand it! It's your show! Don't have this! No, it was more the fact that you played it very well. Benucci and uh, mm. Modric. I mean, what mm. could I have done there? Yeah, Nothing. Definitely. Exactly. He, he got me in a headlock and I was just like, yeah. I hope the Luke's Game community rallies around you. I do. And I think they will. I think they it's will. It's an incredible yeah. game. Yeah. God bless. More people should play it. Well played. 
and, well and in parties just on the train. <laughs> the whole shooting match. Yeah. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show sponsored by Betway. It's been an absolute pleasure having you, Lars Siverson, with us. Yeah, it's, it's been, been great, great fun. I mean, I am sad that my suggestion of reviving uh, Steve McLaren Time Lord was not... I mean, well, that, that, that's not something that was yeah. done. But know. apart from that... It was a great uh, thing to be on. That'd probably have to sit on Football Round Presents these days. My goodness. You never know. You never know. But listen, I've never known a man to have such fire on his belly, but his head firmly in the freezer (laughs) on a debut. So fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you very much. What a win. What a win. There we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to, as I say, the Football Round Preview Show sponsored by Betway. Uh, Thank you, Luke. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lars. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you soon. What's the swearing policy on this, by the way? I do what you want. want. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.